and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. We are vaulting into the month of May. As the great poet and philosopher said, it's going to be May. That's that's our culture forever now, right? So I'm, I'm League 86. I'm here with OW Nerd Bomber. Well, we just call her Nerd Bomber. I just gave her Twitter handle. Tactic, tell me, is that going to be for Like, are we going to be in our 70s and like that meme still going to be happening, do you think? Or is it going to phase out? See, that one I can see fading out. The one that I think will live in infamy is the day that this releases is May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you, folks. And that's, also with that's you. timeless. I should have picked up on that. I'm just, I've got Timberlake on the brain. We're, we're recording this May, what's this today? It's May fine. 2nd. You're not the number one Star Wars fan on the show, so it's okay. Shots uh, fired. Yeah, I'll own that. What? Uh, no, you should never I'm, own that. You're a way bigger fan than I am. I don't know if I'm the number one fan of anything on the show, you, frankly. You read the books. On, He's never read the books. I've read Star Wars books. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's, You've read the books. Oh, oh, oh. You're okay, okay you're today. Saying, you're saying Tectic hasn't. It's going to be a long day, guys. Uh, I, I guess my brain isn't functioning the way it's supposed to. I have read Star Wars books. Quite a few of them, actually. They're pretty good. There's a lot of good Star Wars books out there. I guess I may be the biggest Star Wars fan on the show. Time will tell, although we are not talking about Star Wars today. It's going to be May. The weather might be getting nicer. It might not. I don't really know these days, but hopefully it is for you. Uh, We have a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking a little Disney. We're going to be talking a little Marvel. We're going to be talking a little video games. And actually, one is a Disney slash video games topic. But one of the big things going on here is uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is dropping later this week. And... We got some spoiler. We've got some, some footage. Runny footage. Okay, footage. that's what we're talking about here. The faucet is just drip, drip. Runny, just, just. Sure, I was going with footage. the diarrhea end, but yeah, we'll we'll reel it in a little bit. We're going to be talking less about diarrhea, hopefully, and more about what happened in that clip. It's like I think it's like a ten second clip, ten to twenty second clip. Uh, I don't know who got it. That's like you always wonder with these things. It's like, especially, and it's like it's Marvel. So like, whoever got this is sharing it does not mess around at great risk you know why don't we just talk about that why don't we start with that this is a clip i don't if it had sound i didn't watch it with sound Uh, this is a clip that was shared on twitter it's been talked about a lot i know i know for a fact it was trending yesterday and this has been rumored for a while so the big the big scoop here mr fantastic being played by mr john krasinski we're going to get Tectic's take on that in a minute, considering that he's a comic man, I will say. What I want to know first, and, and Tectic, you can tell me this too, who are these other people? It looked like Black Bolt. We saw Captain America. We saw Winter Soldier. Um, there was one other one. I believe it was Wanda Maximoff. Well, so yeah. So Scar- Scarlet Witch is in there. Is that Peggy Carter? I, I'm guessing this is a different multiverse. I'm guessing we're seeing characters from a different multiverse. To me, that looks like Peggy Carter in the background. And it seems like everyone's just talking about John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic. And instead, in the background, there's Peggy Carter and no one's talking about it. I don't, I don't think it's a different multiverse. I think they're leveraging some of the best minds, scientific and magical, to sort of rein it all in. And Reed Richards is a phenomenal mind. He's a genius. So... I don't think it's a multiversal person. I think he's very much in the universe that we've been into. It's just the cast of characters pulled from via the random shows as well as what we've seen thus far. You know what would have been, and I know this is a little bit of an offshoot 
But what would have been great is if they cast Chris Evans in like his Fantastic Four role and had him show up and everyone would just be so confused. That would be a great multiverse utilization. That would be very Spider-Man No Way Home of them, I feel like, to be like, hey, look what we can do with like the meta-ness of all these movies. I'd be into that. Question two, uh, where are they? Do we, do we, is there any way to discern? I mean, so the, to give you some, some clarity on this, listeners, and if you want it, you can go look. I'm sure this clip is all over Twitter. It is very small. It is very blurry. It is very, very bootleg. So there's not a whole lot to take away from it. To me, what it looks vaguely like, and I'm extrapolating a lot here. You have to forgive me. It looks vaguely like the uh, TVA from Loki. Did you guys watch uh, Loki? We did watch Loki, this. I can yeah. never remember if you did or not. It looks vaguely T- TVA-ish. I don't know how true that even is necessarily. Could also be some Moon Knight connections. I'm still watching that show, but it looks a little Moon Knighty. But okay, so so John Krasinski, Captain Fantastic. I keep calling him Captain Fantastic. That was a movie too. By the that's way, the other person movie. I think is America Ferrera, Ferrara in her uniform. Okay, and that's already we already know about that one. At least that's been shown in the in the trailers for this, I believe. Okay, so John Krasinski, Mister Fantastic, a natural question leading from this. Let's fill out the rest of the Fantastic Four. Are they getting Emily Blunt to be uh, Sue Storm? I feel like they have to at this point. Like, if he's in it, like part of the rumor mill and the fan speculation was that they would both be really great in those two roles together. You can't not cast her in it, right? I wouldn't think so. I I, I think, I mean, not knowing as much as as Tactic does, as we'll get to in a minute, like, I, I, she seems like a fine fit. Uh, You know, you just, you know, my only perspective on this, my only touch point is the previous Fantastic Four movies, all of which were not that good. So, so like, there's really nowhere to go but up. And Emily Blunt is a great actress and she has great chemistry with John Krasinski. Obviously, they are married. In the trivial question, maybe, in the comics, does Mr. Fantastic have that good of a beard? Because that was the other thing that stuck out to me. John Krasinski's got a... He, that's, that's a top 10 Hollywood beard, if you ask me. It's like him, Jake Gyllenhaal, who he already did the Marvel thing. He can't come back. I don't know who else has good beards in Hollywood, but you get my point. I don't. I I picture Reed Richards as a clean-shaven man. And I don't know if that's accurate. No, there's. I mean, it depends on the art style. There's there's instances where he's got a beard. There's instances where it's a, there's nothing really that defines that he needs to be clean-shaven. Um, but I think John Krasinski is is a great choice. What I am curious right. it's not, about, you know, we have seen Miss Marvel, and they, they strayed away from the stretchy limbs probably because the way it looks i'm curious how they're going to do his stretchy limbs because that's like his that's it that's his main ability that's his thing well it's like it's it's isn't it kind of like iron man where like it's that and also how smart he is and like that and the hulk and like they're all they're they're all scientists who are very good at things they're going to leverage his power and if they were afraid to do it with miss marvel well what are they going to do with him it's you know the whole like super genius thing I don't know about John Krasinski pulling that off. I, I have to say, like, I, I don't get, like, I love John Krasinski. Uh, he's been. Have you seen him in his, like, action roles, though? I saw him in Jack Ryan, and I watched, like, three episodes of Jack Ryan, and I was like, I'm out. I can't. It's not that good. <laughs> and I think I'm on the in the minority on that one. I think that was, like, a, actually a pretty successful show. Or is it still? It might but, still like, be going on. But. Isn't Reed Richards not supposed to be like a superhero? Like, obviously, yes, he is. But isn't he supposed to be more of like a smart guy who happens well, that's to what I, get superpowers? That's what I'm saying is the smartness part, the super smartness part 
I don't know that I buy that from coming from John Krasinski. Like I'm sure John Krasinski's a smart guy, but like he doesn't sell super genius to me the way that you have your Jim Halpert blinders on. I think potentially he just like to me, John Krasinski just seems like just a, just a nice guy, just a nice everyday guy, which yeah, I guess I'm describing Jim Halpert. Sue me. I just, so who else would you have wanted in that role? Who would have sold it better? Hmm. Also, great question. Jim Halpert plays a witty person, and the direction of the MCU is witty, funny, but also very smart. It's no different than Tony Stark. I, I think he's the perfect cast member. I also want to kind of throw in a prediction for Invisible Woman. I think Amelia Clark would be my suggestion. I, I like the more petite body style for Invisible Woman because she's this incredibly overpowered person. So it kind of it, it has this good back and forth banter between the bad guys and her where she's first at first underestimated. Then they're like, holy cow, she's the most powerful one. I mean, Emily Blunt is pretty petite, though. Right? I, I would say so. But not as petite as Amelia Clark. But at that point, I feel like we're probably splitting hairs. Moving on the list. Flame guy. What's his name? Human Torch? Human Torch. <laughs> I call him Flame Guy. I like to call him Flame Guy. I think he likes it, too. I like to think he likes it, too. Uh, who are we getting for Flame Guy? I mean, Chris Evans is so Flame Guy to me. It's hard to top. It has to be somebody who is kind of like Chris Evans was back yeah. then. It has to be someone younger because he's the younger brother of Sue Storm. Johnny Storm is. Someone younger who is kind of like hot stuff who's cocky. Hot stuff. I could see. I get it. Like... I'm trying to think who would be a good match, assuming that we have Emily Blunt as Sue Storm. Who would be a good match with her? But I think someone like, who is the kid who was in all of the Netflix rom-coms? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Noah Centennial, I feel like, could be decent. I feel like didn't, he has uh, that cocky swagger a little bit. Didn't, um, I think DC already got him. Isn't he already in DC? You guys are going to not like this choice because they're gonna, you're going to say, the age doesn't look right, but just hear me out. Mark, Wal- Ryan Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I was going to say Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I love Ryan Gosling in all things. I'd be on board. I wouldn't exactly describe Ryan Gosling as someone with a fiery personality or a hot, like a hot stuff, you know, overconfidence thing, but... Ooh, this is one that I'm stealing off of Google. Sorry, Google. But the guy who plays the guy with the hair on Stranger Things, do you know who I'm talking about? God. not steve oh the uh billy the guy with the stash yes billy yeah yeah that he'd guy. be good that's a good that's a good answer that's the best answer i've heard boy i would love it if joe keery got involved in marvel i don't know if human torch is the proper venue for that but i would love for him to be involved let's find a role for him marvel joe keery of course who plays steve harrington on stranger things rounding it out what's that thing isn't it, isn't it just called the thing? Yeah. You know, the rock guy. You're terrible. <laughs> I haven't se- I haven't seen the Fantastic Four movie. I mean, I don't even know if I've seen one of them all the way through. And they're really not very good. So, I, you know, I'm not... I don't, I don't feel that bad about, about not knowing their names. I mean, the guy who played Drax is already taken. He would, he would have been perfect. No, so you go the opposite way with it. You have it somebody who in real life is like kind of scrawny to make the juxtaposition great. So, assuming you're casting the guy who plays Billy... As the Michael human torch. Joe Keery. <laughs> no, Joe Keery could be a good no way. thing. I mean, he has a decent comedic role-ish 
in Free Guy. Like he has the range to do is it. The thing. First of all, is it the thing or just thing? No, I, one. I think he's he's too mature and like hardened to be Joe Curie. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, and there's no there's 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 no pun intended on the hardened Michael um, comment. Michael Chiklis played him in the old movies, and he was perfect. I I thought he was perfect. Not really knowing much about the character. That's again. what I was gonna say. I I'm honestly down for a recast on that. Just one. bring him back, same guy. Just here, you, yeah. He did I a think, good job I think, the first time. I think he nailed it. That was of all of the original Fantastic Four. That was the that was the only good one in my opinion. Who's the guy who plays? I can't even remember names. Really leaning into Stranger Things. Who's sheriff guy? Help me here. Hopper would be good. David Harbor. He would be. Hopper's, David Harbor would be. Har- he's already. Oh, in the MCU, he was taken. Though. Yeah, he was taken. You're right. Dang it. Oh, never mind. MCU freaking got everybody. They didn't get me yet. So shout out to. Yeah, MCU. we vote tactic for the thing. Oh, here wait. No, I got it. It's clobbering oh, time. I literally was about to say somebody else who I was really excited about. And then I remember they were also in the MCU. Remember Jude Law was in Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel? Jude Law would have been great. Oh, I forgot about that. I love Jude Law. Shout out to Jude Law. So that was my it's clobbering time. So just kind of send that in, folks. So anyway, get stoked for the Fantastic Four. Sorry, I have one final suggestion. Arnold. Like football? No, he's, no Arnold he's way too old. No. I, no, I, I disagree with with everyone. This whole thing should just be edited out. It's, no, we're leaving it in. Executive decision. I don't, I don't, I don't know what made me the executive, but I think it's fun to speculate about the cast. Uh, something bad happened to, to to Wanda here. Let's not gloss over that. Sure, her face has been through something. So, stay tuned. I might see this on opening weekend. I haven't really decided yet, but I am very excited about the multiverse of madness. I I have high hopes for this movie. I'm a big fan of Benedict Cucumber Patch. I don't know. I guess stay tuned. I, I, I might go. Let's move now into the world of video games, but let's also stay with Disney. I never played Second Life. I did play The Sims, which, okay, where I'm going with this. Life simulation games. It's a whole genre. I basically played The Sims, but there's a lot more than that. And Disney is going to get involved in that space uh, by releasing a new free-to-play life simulation game called Disney Dreamlight Valley. Starring familiar faces from Disney and Pixar. Uh, see, the, the Polygon article about this game is it's very two-sided in the sense of like Disney and Pixar characters. You can cook, garden with them. Uh, you know, you can cook with, with Remy from Ratatouille. You can garden with the robots from Wally. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. And then they're like, a strange event called the forgetting causes the Valley's inhabitants to lose their memories and also left night thorns behind in its wake. So like it, i'm immediately confused by this you're gonna have a good time it's gonna be very happy but also there's this darkness well this game reminds me so much of a combination of sims yes but more importantly dc universe online it's this free to play you have all these cast and crew of characters and it's just going to be i think it's going to be this continuously evolving story that they update 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 hey this happened can you do this hey this happened can you do that and i think that's how they're going to keep people staying so that just the once you build your town it doesn't get old right so me personally first of all this has like in terms of the everyday sort of activities that you just listed like the fishing cooking building your house whatever that all kind of seems very animal crossing-esque to me the story part and this is gonna maybe age me but do you guys remember toontown it was another disney online game 
It was back in like the maybe late 90s, so, early 2000s. I remember the commercials. Toontown slapped. I remember the commercials for Toontown. I never got involved in Toontown, but the commercials are going to be with me forever. It was pretty, I don't want to call it similar to this, but essentially like you could choose to just kind of walk around this town and like build relationships with Mickey Mouse and whatever characters would pop up. Or you could like, you couldn't chat with people because it was like a kid's thing, but like there were pre-selected messages you could send people, you know, and it could be like, hey, have a great day sort of stuff. And then there was also though this like subplot that there were these like nasty, I don't remember exactly what they were, but they were like almost like robot bad tune things that you had to fight. Yeah, like the mobs. Yeah, and you had to keep Toontown safe. But whether or not you chose to participate in that was completely up to you. And to me, this kind of seems like that. Or even, this is obviously more complex than Neopets ever was, but Neopets also had that element of, you know, you can do fun stuff and just like build your shop, build your little house thing, raise your pets, play some games. But then there was always like an overarching seasonal theme sort of like what tactic said where you know there's a mission you can choose to partake in i thought this actually looked really cool though and this seems like something that i could probably get into especially you know i really loved animal crossing my time with that my problem with animal crossing was that you know you finished paying off your house in its entirety and like yeah they added stuff but like once i quote unquote finish something Like, I don't care what new updates come. Like, I'm not going to fish because I already paid off my house. Like, what do I need to do that for? If they kind of have this game that is kind of like Animal Crossing, but there is a story element that I can play and that'll keep me coming back a little bit, I think that could be pretty successful. And one key thing that I wanted to point out here, if you looked at all of the player characters that they showed, you know, when you think of like a Disney game like this, you kind of think like, who is this targeted for? And usually it's kids. But every player avatar that they showed in this minute and a half little video that they premiered it with was an adult character. I found that really interesting. Well, I mean, how many, like, what's the ratio of adult characters to children characters in Disney, like, period? Because I feel like it's probably still, like, predominantly adult, right? Or am I wrong about that? I mean, sure, that's fair. But, like, when you think about something like Animal Crossing or even, like, Pokemon... Those are all like you're framed as a kid, regardless of what you actually are. Well, also, it's it's footage made by the developers. So they were probably their own avatars running through the game. But if you also go on the website to get more information, and this is why I related it to DC Universe Online, is one of the other key elements of this is you can kind of choose who are your allies and who is not. And it was it was showing like the the image that it was showing was... Who's the nasty octopus lady? Ursula. Ursula? Yeah, it was showing you and Ursula, and it was like, pick who's your friend and who's your foe. So that means it's alluding to, like, you can be like, yo, bad guys, we family, you know, hashtag Vin Diesel and such, and be like, let's 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 wreak some havoc. Let's add more thorns, because screw those nice guys over there. And that's what I really hope. I really hope it's, it's not just sunshine and rainbows and... I really hope it's, hey, if you roll with the villains, then go for it. I really hope it's that everyone can make their own town their own. Sidebar, totally unrelated, but you just brought him up. Did you guys hear what happened with Vin Diesel today? That he is the reason why the director left. Can you imagine being on Fast X, like being the director of Fast X and being like, this guy is just the worst. (laughs) 
like like what must he have been doing i i just i wonder that when i read so the headline yeah justin Lim left fast x and people are like well that's weird and it came out today it's because vin diesel is difficult to work with well i heard he was showing up late delaying like shooting being very out of shape unprepared didn't know his lines that kind of stuff yikes i mean come on vin this is like the you don't need to know your lines if you're family. It's like though. the one thing yeah. you got to do, and you have like three lines probably. I just wanted to bring that up because I was I read that and I was like, wow, that's <laughs> that's a bad look for 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 my guy Vin. Well, he's not my guy. I don't really I don't really care either way for Vin Diesel. Getting back to Dreamlight Valley, I'm not going to be involved in this. I just like the Sims. Yeah, this isn't your style game. This is not my style game. I mean, you were you were touching on it before, Nerd Bomber. Of like, I need a story to keep me engaged, and even like. The story they mention, like, yeah, it's like Animal Crossing, you mentioned, it's another perfect example of a game that I will never, ever appreciate or play because I'm like, what is the point? And like, this is, this is, uh, you know, taking steps in the right direction to not be that, but the steps aren't far enough. Like the, the, the Sims is a very interesting, it's very interesting to me because like, I was really, really into the Sims when I was younger, even, and even then I was like very into story driven games. The Sims motherload. You just wanted to get them to do woohoo, and then you. I did not out. care about the woohoo. I didn't exclusively. They're, they're very, I did. You were probably the one person in the universe who did not care. It's a very the long woo-hoo. time. I didn't motherload cheat code, sexy time. I didn't even know about the That's about it. the woohoo. I mean, I, I just remember like the Sims. Man, and by the way, the Sims is still going on, and I'm pretty sure it's still fantastic. I haven't played it in years, but like it's there's a whole economy surrounding the Sims now. They come out with like crazy numbers of expansion packs a year. It's like a whole thing. It's also very useful for planning home renovations. Well, so so building houses is a huge deal in, in that game. And that was one of the main things that kept me coming back to it. But also, like, the way that the... It's going to sound dumb, but, like, the way the, like, getting a job and, like, trying to get promotions, the way that worked, man, that, that reeled me in so good from a gameplay perspective of, like, oh, man, I got to, like, I got to get... I got to stop playing The Sims, but, like, if I get one more friend... I can get that promotion and like make more money and therefore buy a pinball table. Like it just, it was just like this very mechanical, like, and first of all, let's not gloss over the fact that in the Sims, like a critical part of getting promotions was to have more friends. What is that? That like, that instilled some weirdness in me probably as a child of like, if I have, if I have friends, I'll be, you know, so successful in my career. What is what? I mean, it kind it kind of tracks, right? The more connections, the more you schmooze. I mean, people. you guys are my friends. You 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 haven't know. got me any promotions. <laughs> what the heck? Hey, we promoted you to head leader of online warriors hosting. Uh, yes, head leader. That is my that's my official. Pos- <laughs> it, the only reason that's my position at the company is because my head's really big. So they said your head your head leader, like you're the leader in head size. The Sims was awesome. Th- this this is not going to be the Sims. See, I struggled. I struggled with The Sims for, and this kind of tracks. Oh, do you light your house on fire while cooking? Is that what you mean? No. So if you never really cared about woohoo, you never accidentally had babies. And what would happen is if you had woohoo and you had a baby with somebody, you had to get married. Then your household. You and double the your money you're though. Monitoring, you double your money though. That's great. Okay. But you're monitoring three people instead of one in terms of when they eat, when they go to the bathroom, when they shower, when they have to leave for work. And it always got just so overwhelming that I would stop. I'd tap back. That was the other goal was like, okay, get promotions, get friends and like learn about stuff to get promotions. But then also like 
get a girlfriend and marry the crap out of her, regardless of her personality or anything, so that she'll get you get the twenty thousand dollars. That which also that's like the 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 economy in The Sims was all messed up. It was like if you married someone, she automatically or he automatically brought twenty thousand dollars into the relationship, and twenty thousand dollars was what you started with, and you could like easily construct and furnish a one bedroom home with that. Now, granted, those were simoleons; they were not dollars. It's not a one-to-one conversion, guys, but still. Talk amongst yourself. I'm going to look up the conversion rate between simoleons and American dollars. I don't think that exists, but I'll talk anyways about The Sims. Tactic, you ever do the thing, because, you know, we talked about Woohoo. Sometimes I'd be like, I've, I'll have been playing The Sims for like, you know, three hours. And I'll be like, all right, I'm getting bored, but I don't want to stop playing The Sims. So I would like... So you kill everyone. Well, not quite, but like, I would like, I would make a person and like you know, go to the part where they're like, okay, now build your house. And I would build like a three by three little room with like, and like a door. And like, I would, I would have to get them to get them to walk inside and they walk inside, take the door out. And then like, I'd put like a telephone and like a fake plant in the room and just like ultra speed and just like see what they did for like however long it took for them to die. Am I the only person that did that? Uh, not to that extent. I just threw them in the pool and got rid of the little ladder. Took the ladder out. Yeah. That's also a classic. Uh, the Sims. Yours, was, yours seems a little. Uh, oh, it's sadistic. The Sims did a lot yeah. for me as a child. Uh, I learned a lot about relationships and how to get promotions by getting more friends, and also how to how to creatively kill people. I'm going to walk you through this conversion. So, according to Reddit, the simoleons to U.S. dollars conversion in 2016 was one simoleon equal to 153 U.S. dollars. Yeah. Now we're going to convert that from 2016 dollars to now. Convert away. So a sim- sorry, a simoleon is 183 dollars and 28 cents today. So there you go. Twenty thousand dollars would be like two. Yeah. So the conversion kind of makes sense, I guess. You make yourself a pretty good house with 200,000 200, G's. No, $200,000. 200,000 G's is like $20 billion or something. You can't make your own house with that much money. You'd probably double that in this economy. I mean, like a one like a one bedroom house. That's $3 million for what it's worth. Oh, yeah. You can make a good amount of house. Three million. What? One simoleon is a hundred. How many? 183. So 20,000 of those is $3 million. Yeah, you can make a solid house. 20,000 of those is $3 million. Yeah, you could probably make a pretty good house. Feel free to check our math on that. At Online Warriors one at OW Legal 86, at OW Tactic, and at OW Nerdbomber. Yeah, so Disney Dreamlight Valley, it's going to drop this summer in early access on Mac, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. And the full launch is currently planned for next year. So be on the lookout for that. You have the Peaceful Meadow, where you can head to the Frosted Heights. There's a lot of There's a lot of things you can do with this game. Might not be as good as The Sims, but I don't know. Might be might might be a hit. We're gonna take uh take a break now, but before we do that, I would be remiss if I did not shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Stephen Keller. Stephen take about Stephen's been supporting the show now for quite a while. He has another guest spot coming up on the show. Uh, it's one of the many benefits he receives as a knight at our square table. He also gets access, of course, to the monthly secret segment and vlog and input into the weekly game segment, as well as this producer shout out. There's also a squire level, which is lower than the knight level at which Steven sits. It gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And there's also a page level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. These are all Patreon levels of support that can be found at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. 
go check out the details there consider giving back to the show if you like what you're hearing and uh go say hi to steven steven undefeated in quizzes on the year uh he may be continuing that streak uh, we'll see him soon and find out thanks again to steven and uh thank you all for continuing to listen we'll be right back after a short break to shout out a sponsor Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because we heard them advertised on other shows, and quite frankly, I wanted to see what all the hype was about, and let me tell you, the hype was real. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's quick and easy for me to toss back in the morning as I'm getting ready for work. One scoop into a glass of water helps me wake up even on tired mornings. And I know my gut and immune system will be prepped for the day. And I know what you're thinking. Green drink. But Athletic Greens green drink actually tastes really good. The best part is that I get all my supplements in for way cheaper than taking individual supplements themselves. It costs less than three bucks a day, so you're investing in your health for cheaper than a cup of coffee. It's also a trusted product. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and comes recommended by professional athletes and leading health experts alike. And for every purchase, you're helping to feed kids. Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks to Athletic Greens for helping to sponsor the show. And now we'll get back to the episode. Venture deep into the backwaters of space. Mint Space Station, a lawless metropolis run by gangsters, where anyone could earn a fair day's pay if they're willing. Ah, you're here for the job? Meet Cleo, a bipedal bear creature armed to the teeth. <laughs> if I was an inch taller, I'd be round. And Dr. Z, a psychic jellyfish. Now in surgery, we want to go for the heart and the brains. Join these friends on a haphazard adventure, trying to make their way in cold, uncaring space. A podcast filled with adventure, action, romance, and friendship to conquer the ages. So if you want to hear more from the Backwater Bastards, search Backwater Bastards wherever you get your podcasts or visit us at backwaterbastards.com. Backwater Bastards, a comedy sci-fi tabletop podcast. Okay, we are back. Let's talk about the Embracer Group, which a lot of you have probably never heard of. But they just bought Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal for $300 million. Now, you might know some of those companies uh, because they're responsible for things like Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kane. I think I saw uh, Marvel's Avengers in here. I mean, there's a bunch of, of AAA titles in this, in this deal. Uh, so Embracer, and, and they describe themselves as 
the best kept secret in gaming. This is direct from uh, Phil Rogers, Square Enix America and Europe CEO. Embracer is the best kept secret in gaming, a massive decentralized collection of entrepreneurs whom we are thrilled to become a part of today. It is the perfect fit for our ambitions to make high quality games with great people sustainably and grow our existing franchises to their best versions ever. He says a lot more here. Uh, Embracer is going to have, after this deal, 14,000 employees, 10,000 game developers, and 124 internal studios. So this is a big deal. This It was just announced recently that Crystal Dynamics is developing a brand new Tomb Raider game with Unreal Engine 5. I played the first Tomb Raider. I don't think I actually beat it, but I almost did. That was back when I had an Xbox One. That was the only game I think I played on the Xbox One, actually. It was amazing. Like, I, I think Tomb Raider is a, is a premier IP. So this is a big deal. Deus Ex has been kind of quiet for a while, have they not? When did Mankind Divided come out? I feel like it's been a while. It's been a bit, yeah. But this is a big deal. I mean, you know, there's a Perfect Dark game in development. Well, Crystal Dynamics is helping Microsoft, the initiative, develop the new Perfect Dark game. This is a huge deal. I mean, I've also played Thief a little bit, and Thief is really cool. 300 million, especially considering a lot of the other mega deals we've been hearing about that are in the billions, it seems like a bargain to me. I don't know. I mean, am I am I wrong about that? Well, I think what's interesting here is that this seems like it's all of the Western divisions of Square Enix. And I know it's kind of been like this weird, contentious relationship. Like Square Enix is a Japanese company. You're thinking Final Fantasy, all that kind of stuff. You're thinking like Japanese RPG game. All of the, the Western titles, Tomb Raider obviously sold really well, but I'm thinking like obviously Marvel Avengers and even Guardians of the Galaxy, which did very well in terms of, you know, critical reviews and won a game of the year, one of the awards. And like, I thought it was great. I know recently Square Enix came out and said like it didn't meet their expectations. And it just seems like a lot of their Western branch of developing studios, they just... I don't know if they had higher expectations for them or if it was because this is something Tectic brought up earlier. I'm not going to take credit for the thought, but maybe it was because, you know, those games didn't play well in their home market that they were used to. Like maybe they stuff like that just wasn't selling in Japan for whatever reason. And that's kind of what Square Enix hones in on. But for whatever reason, it seemed like they had this like contentious relationship almost with their Western studios so you think so they might I'm just not... be divesting in a way square enix might be and saying oh yeah because i mean someone else take their they obviously like retained all of their you know i'll call them home studios and really all of the ones that got sold off were the western studios so i think maybe they're just like we're we can't make this work we're tired of this and then they also came out in a statement and said they're going to use the money to do like nfts and blockchain and that's confusing to me because why nfts look i'm willing to admit here on the podcast among friends i still don't even really understand what they are i just know that they're silly <laughs> it's kind of like i think they're silly. so like I, I also think they're silly like the quick crash course if i had to give one is like sort you of like a bitcoin you own something on the Bro- internet like right you're you're owning basically an authentic unique identifying code for whatever you bought and it's basically proof that you are the one person to own this but it's also a digital thing that you're buying and i don't i don't know like, like I've i don't seen... see the value in buying like a gif when i can just find the gif and yeah like, like save so i like I I, I i've seen the picture of the monkey 
that is like, but then like the first NFT, I've seen it like a hundred times. And guess what? I don't know who owned it. Why would I? Who cares? Like, it, I just, I don't, they're also bad for the environment because of all the blockchain stuff. Square Enix, what you doing? Uh, that, that's, that's the moral of the story here. But uh, Tomb Raider was awesome. Looking forward to the next Tomb Raider game because I want to get back on that train. I played the crap out of Tomb Raider for a while and I was very into it. Uh, I also think anyone who played Horizon Zero Dawn would probably love Tomb Raider because I think they're very similar. And it's not just in the sense of like chick with a bow. It's more just like in the sense of the crafting. And from what I remember the gameplay being, uh, there are stealth elements that if you want them relatively combat driven, great story. I remember being very into Tomb Raider. So to me, that's like the premier, like the highlight of this. And I have to imagine the crown jewel, so to speak, for Embracer. But I mean... Well, I think that alone would probably be an IP that would make the deal worthwhile. That said, like, it makes me a little concerned for some of the other games. So for, like, example, Guardians of the Galaxy, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. As soon as I finished playing it, I was hoping for a sequel. Yeah, you don't want it to But change. if you look at... Well, not even that, but, like, you look at what the Embracer group typically does, and I know they say, and they have said in the past, I don't remember when, like, I don't know if it was, like, a press conference or whatever, but I remember they said they wanted to delve into AAA games, but if you look at their portfolio prior to this acquisition, the majority of the games that they put out are kind of more like AA games, and don't get me wrong, I love AA games, and I think there should be more of them, but when I see something like Guardians of the Galaxy, which was probably very big budget because you look at the set pieces in that game, and I think I'm the only one who's played it here, but like big theatrical cutscenes, set pieces, voice acting, you had licensing for actual music in the game. And I just, I worry because I think that would suffer from getting the double A treatment for sure. And I wonder how many other IPs might end up getting the double A treatment instead of, you know, the full triple A experience that they might deserve. Yeah, I suppose Tomb Raider could, I don't know, Tomb Raider, I think, falls into a sweet spot there. I think, like, yeah, it has kind of a big budget quality, but it isn't, it isn't like, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think your concerns are justified there because there's certain ideals that they have to adhere to being a marvel product and like that's why avengers went the way it went right is like people were just were expecting something they were never going to get from avengers i I think tomb raider you know tomb raider is a very interesting franchise because it has this history to it of like you know the you know angelina jolie lara croft like back at like you know the first playstation that had like it's 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 been so long and when they decided to kind of like reinvent themselves was like what was it six seven years ago and I still, in spite of how good it was, my experience playing that game, I don't know if the identity that those games has is necessarily strong enough for me to demand things out of it that a AAA game studio couldn't necessarily meet the expectations of. You know, like, I, I think, yeah, they're going to need to kind of beef up, beef up their production capabilities and, and we have to see if they have the chops for this kind of thing. But I think Tomb Raider actually might be a great thing for them to cut their teeth on. Uh, Thief would be another example. Like, Thief... Thief to me is a franchise that is all it almost is double A. Like I don't I don't even would you consider Thief to be a triple A franchise? Uh, I don't know how big of a deal Thief is, but I've I think it was a big deal because like Thief is actually an old IP. Like it was around. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it was the 
80s. It wouldn't be the 80s, but I think it was around in like the 90s or maybe the early thousands. And then it got resurrected with that last iteration, which is probably what you played yeah. back in, I don't know, it was 2016. Something and like I that, think yeah. like it was a triple A IP at one point, but I think it might skew because I don't know if the last iteration of Thief was super well received by people. Yeah, I'm not, but that's so I th- again. I think it puts it's it's in a great position for Embracer to come in and and make something of it because I don't think they're f- trying to fill shoes that are necessarily too big, which is good. Now, question for you: Do yeah. you think that so? Like, I feel like for the last I don't know, maybe decade or more. When did the last Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movie come out? But I feel like not we that need a, Tomb we need a new movie. I it's got to be going. yeah. Like, well, there was. Tomb Raider. There was a new Tomb Raider. You guys don't even remember. There was? Yeah, Alicia Vikander. It came out... When was that? Like 2017, I would guess. No like, way. Really? Why uh, don't I remember this? Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider came out 2018. <laughs> oh, just okay. A, then I guess about, I take that back. Just about four wow. years ago. It. I don't think it did well. Uh, oh, it did Okay. Man, we made almost $300 million at the box office. Uh, so it made its money back, I think. Is but I guess, like, do you think they'll plan? do something new with it? Like, I get, I don't even remember that movie coming out, which now makes me feel bad. But I feel like there hasn't been a splashy Tomb Raider experience the old movies, maybe the games. Yeah, the, the old movies had something special. I, I, I think the last Angelina Jolie, it was, was it The Cradle of Life, I think was the second one. It came out in what I would... 2003, which to me is like just the best time for movies. That was like when the Mummy movies came out. That was around the time when Will Smith started making like one really good action movie a year and they were just consistently good for like 10 years. It just felt like the golden age of movies like this where you could make a movie like Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life and it you didn't take it too seriously, but you didn't really care. Like the new Tomb Raider, the Alicia Vikander one, it was taking itself very seriously because movies nowadays have to take themselves very seriously at all times. And do they though? I think they do. Yeah. Like I, I don't think you can make a movie like the old Angelina Jolie Tomb Raiders nowadays. I don't, I don't think it works. I think they had a little bit, I don't want to like, like B movie kind of, they were campy. They were campy and they knew it and they didn't care. And, it, and, and if, if anything, it played to their benefit and movies don't work like that anymore. So to me, and like I, I think in the game setting, you know, the new game, the new set of games took themselves pretty seriously, but it, it worked a little bit better for whatever reason. I don't know. Mo- I guess movies, you want to sit down for two hours and you don't, you don't want to take something like Tomb Raider seriously for that amount of time because you don't have to. For a, with a game that's going to, you know, you're going to be playing for days or weeks, it makes a little more sense too. Perhaps it's something but like Uncharted that. But Uncharted took its, like, they had fun with it and it, I think it, it did fine. The movie, yeah, did it do fine? And also, I haven't seen it, so I yes. can't really, I can't really confirm that. Uncharted. Are you sure it did well? Yes, it did well. I, I hosted the trivia. Well, let's see. Uh, come on, Wikipedia, tell me how much money this made. I'm, I'm sure you know it made. Ah. I just think that with with Tomb Raider, they just didn't pick an actress that was well known enough to put asses in the seats. I think that's an important facet. Of having a successful okay. Tomb Raider franchise, four hundred million. You're not a, wrong. Is a lot. I mean, Alicia Vikander is like around this time. I think she was a big deal, but she was not a big deal to people in the 
in the circles that are going to go see a Tomb Raider movie. Like, I think she has like right. she did more like she's just she, she does very back, serious she, dramas. Yeah, like she's more of a drama actor. And I think when you say, "Hey, this is the action star in this Tomb Raider movie," like you said her name, and I couldn't put a face to it initially. I had to Google it. So yeah. I feel like a lot of people were probably like that. Whereas if you got somebody who was Angelina Jolie caliber, I don't even know who that Scarlet, would have been Scarlett four Johansson. or five years ago. Scarlett Johansson. Sure. Bomber. Scarlett Johansson like, I think been good. that would have drawn more people in. Nowadays, if you get someone like uh, Florence Pugh, maybe. I guess I'm just thinking of Black Widows, but I still think that they would both work. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that's a good point. In any case, you know, Embracer Group's got, oh, got a hold of some great IPs. Uh, it's making no mention of Deus Ex, which that's an, again, it's another very interesting one. I'm not sure that they have a particularly big following, but it's a great thing for them to build on. I think between seeing games like Cyberpunk, Watch Dogs, and all these tech forward games, it, it's proven time and time again that there's a market out there, and it only oh, makes yeah. sense for them to go forward with that IP. It can be good, definitely. I don't know. I don't know what you do with a franchise like Deus Ex. I'm all, I'm I'm wondering. I mean, they should just start over because, like, at this point, do yeah, I? They, they need to change up the animation because that guy. When I was playing, I was like, this guy looks like Mel Gibson. Well, no, for for me, for me, it's more so that I don't. You need to give me a jumping in point, like the recent Tomb Raider reboot did. Like, I'm I don't want to jump into Deus Ex now because I don't know what's going on. You need to start me off fresh. But you also don't want to be jumping into Mel Gibson. Probably not. I would probably rather not not, not do that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what Embracer Group comes up with. Check in on them every now and again. That brings us to what are you up to Wednesday? Hey, Tactic, let us know what you've been up to. What do you say? So there's a movie that I have been fighting tooth and nail against a nerd bomber to watch. She's been wanting to watch it. And I'm just saying we're too old to watch this. It's not going to be good. We watched Moonshot, and you are guys, first of all, you are too old to watch it. But tell tell me how it. Tell no, me. why did you want to watch? It Moonshot? was good. It, it was good. It looks it looks like the most Zoomer crap I've I, ever I seen. I thought it was gonna be like like just like a high school romance, and it's not. That's not first what of all, it is. They're all. in college. They're in college. First off, the acting didn't feel like exclusive like if you're if you're not that age then then you're not going to enjoy it it was like it had some humor to it it was just an enjoyable watch and since it was set in the future because the whole premise was that you know there's an elon musk character played by zach braff who has colonized mars and has made it pretty much impossible to get to mars you either have to like bring something to the table in terms of like your skill set or pay like a million dollars to go to mars And so they kind of hitch a ride onto a rocket to Mars to follow their their true loves who are in Mars. And it's very futuristic, but also there's some like social commentary in there as well. And it was pretty good. And Zach Braff nails it. Like, my gosh, I love when I love Zach Braff. Just any show pokes fun at Elon Musk's because he's got such this quirky personality that it is begging to be made into a, a character well he's he's also he's that dude's asking to make to be made fun of right now but i love zach braff that's on hbo it was, max right yeah it's an hbo max i think it was an hbo max original like i said so like there is a dry well when it comes to rom-coms 
there's not a lot of them lately. Like we had Marry Me. That was your J-Lo Owen Wilson movie. But like other than that, did you watch the, not a whole lot. Did you watch the one with the bosses on Netflix? I've been wanting to watch it for a long time and my fiance doesn't want to watch it. So I haven't watched it yet. Which oh. one with the bosses? It's called Set It Up. They set their bosses up. Oh yeah. Up. We watched that a couple years ago. That like that. It didn't come out that so, long ago, did it? Sure. It's been out for a couple years. Probably like 2020, maybe, which is a couple years now. But generally speaking, like, there's my mind. not. Yeah, it's been out for a while. There, there's hasn't been a ton of rom coms. So, like, I take what I can get. Sometimes you just want something light and you don't want that ounce of drama. And honestly, now we're getting a little bit older. That's what you, you just got to age yourself down a little bit to have some fun. Watch you know, a cheesy rom com. Who cares? Uh, you ever seen a rom-com called Hitch? I love Hitch so much, guys. Just quick shout out to Hitch being one of the best movies ever. Uh, but like, did you ever just want to watch a new rom-com? Because that's kind of where I'm at. There's yeah. like, there's rom-coms that I will watch on repeat, but like, it would be nice if there was even like a slow drip feed of new content and it, you maybe get one or two rom-coms a year. That's it. Guys, I just need a good popcorn flick. So yeah, this movie was great. I recommend it. Don't shy away from it. Just watch it. Let your inner child flourish. And They're it's got college s- kids. They're not children. It's got space. And you can't go wrong with space. Nerdbomb space is, is fighting fun. fighting real hard against the, the children thing that you're pushing. Just I will say, though, like the special effects was actually pretty good for a streaming original, which leads me to believe that this wasn't intended originally to be a streaming movie, but that the times called for it maybe yeah there's a lot of movies like that right now and then the other thing that i wanted to talk about that we haven't yet mentioned this episode so may the 4th is when this is being released but right after that is cinco de mayo and you guys all know i love cooking so i will be making homemade uh chicken tacos we're going to do a chicken thigh in a slow cumin garlic and oil marinade i'm going to roast that on the grill make flour tortillas, and then I'm going to pair that with a corn and bean salad with some koja cheese, roasted corn. I'm going to try to torch it if I can find a torch and not burn the house down, Um, some cilantro, some diced red onions, and a little bit of jalapeno. You messed that up, actually. You're going to use dill instead of cilantro? I will get... Okay. We did Instacart, and they messed it up big time. I will get my hands on cilantro. Mark, you can mark his words. <laughs> uh, well, whenever you want to drop some by, you know where I live. Because uh, it all sounds delicious. And wrapping it all up, margaritas, baby. And I don't care if it's Tuesday or Thursday. I was going to say. Margaritas, def- <laughs> baby. <laughs> Last I checked, it's definitely not Tuesday. Uh, cool, man. Let us know how it goes. Keep us up to date on your Cinco de mayo on my end, uh, I really, I really only have one thing to mention this week. Started a new television show. Ooh, do tell. My fiance and I are into true crime, but also just like crime. We're into crime. We're not like doing crime, but like you know, uh, there's a new show. Crime gets you off. Uh, we'll do okay. I wouldn't say that, uh, but we we like watching shows about you know like True Detective that kind of thing. Mayor of Easttown, and a new show just came out on FX slash Hulu called Under the Banner of Heaven which stars Andrew Garfield, who is really hot right now. And he is amazing in this show so far. They came out with two episodes on the first day, which is kind of interesting. They did like a double premiere kind of thing. 
this show is about it's based on true events it's based on a true crime novel called under the banner of heaven about a town in utah where some murders happen and it centers around it's it's a mormon community and andrew garfield plays a detective who is uh, a mormon and just it's like it's immediately grappling with you know the murders themselves but also just like how ingrained you know the the, the latter-day saints are into this community and how the idea of like how could anyone commit a crime like this if everyone's a mormon like it's just there there's a lot of i'm learning a lot about the mormon faith and also just, are there any females on the show or is it just more men okay um there are females on the show it's great so far we'll definitely recommend gonna keep watching we've also watched some moon Knight. i think i might fall off that train it's not very good it's mostly just confusing and when it's trying to be good it's not it's not it's not doing a very good job so i guess i'll keep you updated on that but yeah that's about it for me we're wrapping up our move i bought a new tv that was exciting gonna get back to playstationing pretty soon i hope and imagine uh but until then just you know hanging art on the walls just moving stuff you know so that's about the short and long of it for me long and short of it i should say so nerd bomber why don't you round us out here so one of the shows that we started watching, so I commented how, you know, we watched Marry Me, which is the JLo rom-com. And in order to watch that, it made just more sense to subscribe to Peacock for a month because it was actually cheaper than renting the movie through pay-per-view. And then, you know, you get Peacock for a month. So we did that and we actually found the show. It re- came out pretty recently, Killing It. And this is a half an hour comedy with Craig Robinson and Claudia O'Doherty. I'm so bad at pronouncing names. I'm so sorry. You nailed it. Um, Yeah, nailed it. Uh, You would know her. She was the friend in love on Netflix if you watch that show. And basically, Craig Robinson plays a character also named Craig, who is kind of down on his luck. He really wants to, though, start a business, like work hard. He has this dream of opening a saw palmetto berry farm. And he thinks that'll make him a millionaire because apparently it can like shrink the prostate or something. But he has this idea where he's going to basically corner the market and become a big saw palmetto berry distributor. But in order to do so, he needs $20,000 to buy land. And, you know, he's kind of down on his luck. Bad things keep happening. He loses his job. He ends up living at a gym. And, you know, other things like his brother's kind of into like sketchy crimes, robbing banks, like shysty stuff. And he just wants to make it authentically. So, you know, he has a really bad day and happens to get into an Uber with the other character, Jillian G, who introduces him to the world of python killing, which apparently in Florida is a real thing that, you know, pet pythons have been let loose and there's no natural predator for them. So they actually pay people to kill and turn in pythons and they find out that there is a big competition to kill as many pythons as you can in a month for, you would guess it, $20,000. This is actually a super fun show. It sounds kind of stupid when I describe it like that, but if you like Craig Robinson's sense of humor, which I do... This is just, it's really great. There's a lot of, you know, social commentary about the times kind of hidden in the background. It's not like super in your face, but it's definitely there. And just like characters who are very quirky, but you somehow come to really like them, even though they constantly are hitting a wall and doing stupid stuff to get them in like deeper and deeper trouble. 
but you know there it's very cleverly written the episodes are like some of them you know feature the entire ensemble of the cast some of them focus on a single character and over the span of like a day what each character is doing on that day and how it ties together and it's just it's very well written i was pleasantly surprised to stumble upon the show like i said it came out actually in mid april and i had never heard of it until we were browsing through peacock and i was like hey i like craig robinson let's watch this and it has been one of the highlights of shows that we've watched in quite a while. Tactic, do you have any thoughts on the show? I can't Oops, get sorry. enough of this show, honestly. I've, I've even, you guys know me in Garden. I've looked at what zone saw pimento trees uh, grow. So this, this show has got me hooked. And this pitch sold me. I mean, do you wake up in the middle of the night, got to pee again? Well, let me tell you, it's your prostate. If you look at the saw pimento berries, he's your guy. There's a lot of shows like this that are hiding in the background, I suspect. And it has something to do with the fact that none of us have cable anymore. Like the only, so another show that I mentioned years ago, two years ago, three years ago, was this show called Undone on Amazon Prime. And I liked it a lot. And I talked about it on the show. I remember I did. And I just found out like two or three days ago because I'm on the fire stick. It's a prime video show. So on the fire stick, it gave me a banner on the front page saying, season two of this show is now available and i'm like i didn't even know like it just there, there's there's shows that just are flying around in the background and you if you blink you'll miss them there's, there's too many options well, i think too like the tertiary streaming services and i do consider peacock to be a tertiary streaming service they don't do a good job of advertising the shows that they have and they don't really do a good job of selling you on those shows i remember when peacock was first introduced as like a thing they premiered this like panel of shows that they were going to bring to the service and i was like eh just okay but like killing it is made by the creators of brooklyn 99 and i love that like literally i don't even understand why it's on peacock why not just put it on regular tv i mean i kind of get why because it's a little more there's like blood and vulgarity and stuff like that yeah it's a little edgier so i don't know if it could be on network tv but I don't know. It's it's really good, and I'm confused why this is just like flying under the radar. It came out two weeks ago, and I feel like more people should know about it. So this is me telling you, watch it, because it's pretty good. Well, now I can never watch it. I don't have Peacock anyways, so there was really no danger there, but cool. Killing it on Peacock. I think you have a quiz for us. I do have a quiz, and it's all about Martha Stewart. So do you want to give us the rundown of the standings currently? Uh, I do. So Tactic currently at five and five. Nerd Bomber currently at five and five. I am at five and six. Uh, Stephen Keller, one and oh. Congrats to Stephen. Undefeated on the season. So I'm out for redemption. Redemption. Uh, so I'm ready. I, I know Martha. We'll see how much. We'll see how well. The name of the game here, as always, Price is Right style. You have to get numerically as close to the answer as possible without going over. If you go over, you bust. I have five questions. Uh, let's say Tactic will start off first just to give you a fair shake illegal since you're you know down on your luck lately and we'll alternate back and forth. So Martha Stewart started her career in catering and then was quickly recognized and agreed to make a book. When did Martha publish her first book called Entertaining? I'm going to say 1982. Boy, that's a great guess. 
me just start by saying I think that's a fantastic guess. Uh, definitely in the 80s sometime. I'm going to go later in the 80s. Uh, I think she hit the scene in 1987. That was very eerie. That book was released in 1982. And she wrote that with Elizabeth House, which it because it had such great art direction and had very labor intensive recipes and decorating projects. It basically that was the thing that set the stage for her to, you know, come out with subsequent publications and kind of ramped up her entire career. Just be glad you didn't use your what, plus one. What, okay, fine. What, uh, you want to play it that way? We can play it that way. All right. So Tectic is currently winning. But moving forward, you know, obviously she went from cookbooks and catering to having a full-fledged production company. Martha Stewart's entertainment company, Martha Stewart Living Omni Media, has been recognized for how many Emmy Awards? Uh, many. That's not a numerical answer. 32. 32. 33. Okay, you both busted on that one. Suck it. She's actually, they've actually been recognized for 18 Emmy Awards since the company's inception in 1997. I had faked you. You wasted your plus one. Now I got you right where I want you. All right. So, you know, all of these accomplishments, Martha Stewart was from New Jersey originally and was inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame, which I didn't even know existed until this very quiz was written. It's literally a hallway. It's Jersey. Wow. Uh, In what year was she inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame? This was surprisingly recent. This was actually 2016. I'm going to say zero B.C. The zero B.C. paid off. She was inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame in 2011. So, Tactic, you were actually close, but you busted. So, right now, this game is tied at one. And we still have two questions to go. And one person has their plus one and one person doesn't. For those keeping track at home. All right. So one of Martha's fan favorite friendships is with Snoop Doggy Dog, D-O-double-G. And they even had their own reality TV show. When did it first air? This was, this was fun. You know, it was, I'm going to steal Tactic's previous answer and say 2016. That sounds about right to me. I'm going to say it was 2005. Illegal gets this one right on the nose. Martha and Snoop's potluck dinner party premiered November 7th, 2016. So Illegal is currently in the lead. It's two to one going into the final question. Can he hang on to the lead? Now, I'm talking a lot about Martha Stewart's accomplishments, but we do have to acknowledge that, you know, she did some bad things. She, she was convicted she, of... She prison lady. Yeah, she prison lady. She was convicted of conspiracy, obstruction of justice, making false statements. How much time did she serve in prison for those charges? It was actually three years. Three years and one day. Guys, you both busted. She served about. five months in prison, then another five at home. But in prison, she served five months. So yeah, but then if you add that up, it basically rounds up to three years. It's basically three years. <laughs> no. Uh, so illegal takes us home. That's what I'm he talking won about. Two to one. I did it. And there were two busty busts, and that was a little sad. I got. I'm not gonna lie. So that moves me to six and six. Tactic moves to five and six. Nerd Bomber at five and five. Now, I don't really know how we do the whole, like, like me and Nerd Bomber are basically tied. It goes, like, percentage winning. 
Right. So we have the right same now. we have the same percentage. So we're tied in first place. Well, no, sorry. Steven Keller, first place, one and zero, and then we're in second place. Uh, Tactic slides down to last place. Tactic, best of luck next week. Uh, I will be hosting, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's been a while since I've hosted. I'm looking to really roll the red carpet out. Do you know what's crazy? If I win next week, you're still not first. You're then tied with me. That's true. We're really in a, we're really knotted up here. It's going to be a little bit before someone gets separation. And until then, we want to thank you for listening with us. For listening to us, not listening with us. If we were just sitting here listening, it'd be a very boring podcast. I mean, we listen while other people are talking, but someone's always talking. That's usually what we do to be interesting. Thank you for listening to us. Hopefully be interesting. If you liked what you heard, you can head to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there. Hit us up on Twitter at the handles I mentioned earlier in the episode. Uh, hit us up on Patreon if you're interested in giving back to the show and helping us keep the mics running and pumping these silky smooth vocals into your earphones or whatever you're listening on. We will see you next week. We hope you have a great week. And to close things out, we'll have Tactic take you out with a tech tip. So as I said, uh, Cinco de Mayo is coming up. Don't just go to like Taco Bell and say, well, I'm celebrating. Actually learn about the reason for the holiday. Learn about the culture. And l- let's talk about it. Have a good week.